0: How are we doing? And welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan B. Hebert alongside Warren Arnold, otherwise known as SU Hope on Twitter. Warren, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Ryan.
0: How are you doing? Doing well. Glad to have you here on the podcast for Esports Forever. And I, I got to say, it's the first time having you on here. How, how does it feel? It
1: feels good. And I'm-, I'm happy to be. Doing something uh something related to the to pokemon again after after what uh what, what's been a long while at this point
0: it's true it's true you know for a long time esports forever is just focused on blockchain gaming well that isn't our only focus and i really want to make that clear for everyone who may be watching today that we are more than just blockchain gaming there's a lot more out there and for myself and warren to start off this week it's pokemon pokemon is what's on the chopping block today it's what we're talking about warren give us a little bit of an introduction into the life behind pokemon and warren what what have you done in pokemon from when it began to now that gives you such authority to come onto this podcast and to come chat with me today
1: oh okay uh let's see i don't know if any of it gives me much authority to do that but you know i'll try my best um so I've been playing competitively since 2007 because I'm old, um, <laughs> played in my first nationals as a junior in 2007, been playing ever since. So about math is not my strong suit today, apparently. I don't know. I'm going to say 16-ish years uh, playing Pokemon, did the card game up until about 2014, uh, then switched over to VGC, uh, dabbled dabbled in a little, uh, little Pokken, as, as Ryan might remember, <laughs> for, for a, a week or two for sure and uh, and then went back to vgc uh among those times i've top cut multiple tournaments won a few here and there um but yeah
0: for our viewers who might not be familiar with vgc warren how would you describe the pokemon video game championship series otherwise known as vgc
1: 7d chess with 900 pieces
0: just about i'd, I'd say that's <laughs> accurate i'd say that's accurate But in layman's terms, pretend that I'm a little bit younger and I don't truly understand.
1: Let's see. Um, VGC or like actually going to a tournament?
0: VGC for now. We could
1: talk about tournament Mm. stuff later. Fun way to compete with your favorite Pokemon. It's what I always did when I was a kid. Wobbuffet was king.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's true. I think that's an excellent way to put it, Warren. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, here on eSports Forever this week, we are covering Pokemon, more specifically the Pokemon video game. I'm sure there will be days where we cover the trading card game, maybe their MOBA Pokemon Unite, maybe even their fighting game, Pokken. Who knows? This week, today, here on Pokemon Day on eSports Forever, we are covering the Pokemon video game series. More specifically, we are just about one month away from the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the next series in the mainstream series of games for Pokemon to release. Players have been awaiting this for a number of years. Not super long. It's usually about two to four years between new game titles for mainstream games. And Pokemon has been no slacker in the past few years especially during covid in releasing new titles from a relaunched pokemon snap to pokemon unite being on mobile and nintendo switch and finally pokemon legends a brand new you know game uh, that really has brought forth the 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 likes of their release of pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee and then uh taking some of the more mainstream series game feel And then, you know, combining it with this very, very different game that almost feels like Pokemon Go. Overall, Scarlet and Violet is a culmination of many games over the past, I'd say, three to five years. And, you know, fun fact, it was developed around the same time as Pokemon Legends. But obviously, we got Pokemon Legends a lot sooner than Scarlet and Violet. And maybe there's some reason for that. Maybe there isn't. But at the end of the day, right now, we are told that there are three storylines that are going to be uh, playable for characters in Scarlet and Violet. Number one is Victory Road. It's a very typical way to play Pokemon. You are battling gyms to go to the Victory Road to be the champion of the Paldea region. Simple. Simple as that. After that, um, let me get these names correctly there are two more storylines to follow. One of them is called path of legends, where I think it was described as you, you join another character, uh, uh, a character in this narrative to collect special herbs and, and items from Pokemon that are of a much larger size than, than they typically are. And so in the, in the trailer for Scarlet and Violet Warren, as you and I have both seen, there is this Pokemon named cloth, Of course. Is is that his name for sure? Cloth, yeah, is is the name of the Pokemon, you know, and they say in evolution in, in like general evolution, Warren, that everything in life uh, is, is turning into crabs. And all I got to say is this, (laughs) is that Pokemon continues to make new crab Pokemon. You want to joke about the continued remaking of Pikachu? How about we talk about the continued remaking of crabs? Okay. Just, just want to put that out there. Bottom line, Path of Legends is a, uh, you know, adventuring story where you're going out battling these, you know, these larger than life Pokemon with huge health bars, uh, probably with friends or by yourself uh, in, in the game. And finally, the last adventure is called Starfall Street. This is like the team rocket of the Paldea region. And so there are several places along the region that you go to fight these Starfall Street folks. Um, I think it has something to do with like a schooling adventure as well. I know, you know, in Pokemon games, they always like to introduce like an element of like school, right? Cause they recognize that the age range of people that play these games are, are kids to adults. And so I feel like maybe it's a little bit of propaganda to be putting school so much into Pokemon games, but at the same time, You need a way to properly educate players on how to play the game without like being like, this is how you do this. And this is how you do this. They're like, no, we're going to get meta. We're literally going to put you in a school inside of the game to educate you. Okay. Whatever,
1: whatever you want better than in the past. I'll so (laughs) Warren
0: I've, I've presented these three paths to you. They have said that you can do any of these at any time. Which one are you starting with? Are you going to go the regular route of this game or are you going to start off and go find cloth?
1: Okay. I mean, you know me, Ryan, I'm going to go for the normal g- eight, g- eight gym badge. I'm going to go become the best that ever breathe uh, route. Then I'm going to go find cloth. But the thing that most excites me about the eight gym path is I-, I read somewhere that you can do it in any order you choose, which I mean, it's a good break. It's a good break to not have a set order. The gyms anymore.
0: It, that's that is true. They, so they've said that you can do the gyms in any order this time, rather than having to follow along a certain set of gyms in a specific order, which does have strategy to it. But I'm curious for people who like to speed run these games, man, we are probably going to get some really advanced ways <laughs> to beat victory road now. in um, like, just a create uh, i'm sure like you can find certain type combinations to just beat gym after gym after gym after gym and so you know the only thing is that these gyms don't scale that's the one thing that i heard is that they, they really don't, they don't necessarily scale in level which i don't know how they don't i'm sure they scale depending on how many badges you have but we'll have to see we'll have to see like they're not just going to all be level 15
1: you know what i mean it, it's, i would hope not that would be kind of kind of sad I mean, the one the one story um, besides besides the gyms and and cloth, I'm, I'm man, are we ever going to get a uh, this is not coming from me, but from OK, it's a little bit of me because when I was younger with Pokemon uh, Emerald, uh, you may recall that there were contest halls. Are we ever yes. going to get a dedicated story route regarding contests?
0: Man, that's such a great maybe idea. Maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day, but not now. Not yeah. now. I'll tell you that. Warren, I wanted to tell you this. Last night, speaking of Pokemon, I discovered that there is an event called PokeCon Memphis. Yes. It's an unofficial Pokemon event where they are hosting a Series 12 main event, VGC event, the weekend of the release of Scarlet and Violet. And I so badly want to go because I just want (laughs) to dominate the scrubs that are playing in (laughs) said event.
1: Ryan, I'm, dream, actual- I'm in Atlanta for DreamHack that weekend. Otherwise, I'd join you. Damn. I know, right? Damn, it's a sad That time.
0: sucks. That sucks. Well,
1: <laughs> it was, you know. I, I'm going to have to leave it to you to go down, go, go destroy the scrubs, okay?
0: I don't think I can make it. Flights there ah, right ah. now from where I'm at are at least $500 round trip to go to Memphis. Memphis is not a cheap city to fly into. Jeez. <laughs> it's not. Okay. So you want to take the typical path, the typical route,
1: yeah? To become I might find champion along along the way, because I mean, Rock Crab looks pretty cool.
0: He does look pretty cool, it, certainly, indeed. Competitively cool, we don't know yet. No. We'll find out. We'll find out. But for the moment, okay. So you're going to take that path. I am. I probably will find myself going the same route. Probably going to follow the same story. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know if I'll complete all three stories unless absolutely
1: necessary. (laughs) Competitively speaking, of course.
0: Competitively speaking is where Warren and I are both coming from right now. While we both love that the game has all of these features and storylines built in, it ain't where my heart's going. My heart's saying, you need to give me every competitive aspect of the game, and that's all I care about. So if I have to unlock all that by beating... By beating the game through the, the champion status, great. But if I have to if I have to go through all the storylines in order to get <laughs> everything I need, I will do so for the sake of the competitive. Which they could do. They could they lock could. certain they aspects of the could. game behind the storylines because they would do that. Bastards. They would they would <laughs> do that to us.
1: So we'll see. And, you know, all I'm saying, if I have to go through every single path to get, say, I don't know, Intimidate Incineroar, I'm going to do it because I have to.
0: It's true. It's true. For for At the very beginning, that is until, you know, one of our good friends breeds an Incineroar. Of course.
1: And then we all just mooch and off that.
0: We all just mooch off of the Intimidate <laughs> litten, you know, the, the first evolutionary of, of Incineroar. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, lots to come, lots to come, but you know, that, that's kind of like the casual aspect of the game. Here is where the competitive aspect of things comes into play. I wish there was a dark mode to Google,
1: you know, there is, you just got to use a custom
0: browser. I almost fell out of my chair, bro. Are you good? (laughs) My my chair's casually missing a wheel. So I almost, right. Ryan's having a day. (laughs) that's gonna be a good clip right there
1: ryan almost falls oof
0: (laughs) it's gonna be a great clip great clip um okay are you using my google doc amazing i am using your google doc thank you
1: so history class was fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly what better way to spend your time in school than focusing on a little pokemon right okay so what we've got here what's going on Warren has listed out some of the traditional Pokemon that are used when players want to attend a competitive tournament and try to get first place. That is what they want to do. That's exactly all they want to do. So
1: yeah, I, I basically scrolled through the, uh, the decks of the Pokemon that we currently know are going to be in Scarlet and Violet off Serebii. I think I saw one other on a different website that wasn't updated yet, but, yes. um, and I just took all the most popular ones that I could think of including some ones that I just have a feeling are going to be absolutely frigging useless this time.
0: True. And so let's, (laughs) let's talk about that. So traditional fire types. If there's one thing in Pokemon games that you cannot get enough of, it is a good fire type. It's tough. (laughs) It really is. And this list is not very impressive. I'm not going to lie. Talonflame, The only one that's really good in my mind is Arcanine. Torkoal is niche. It can work, but under certain conditions. Otherwise, everything else here has its pros and cons. Talonflame, great tailwind user with its ability Gale Wings. If it has gale wings in the new game, you never we know. We hope. <laughs> if it um, doesn't
1: have gale wings, there isn't really even a point in running it, it feels.
0: True. Or if they brought back its originally original ability for gale wings. Oh, Oh yeah. Because keep Bad. in mind, keep in mind, you know, speed mechanics are different when it had that original ability, right? You know, it it had a different way of of procking with priority rather than what it is now. So, would be cool to see. Would be cool to see Arcanine solid, solid fire type, and that's because of its stats. And it's move pool. These Pokemon can learn up to four moves at a time. And e- each of these Pokemon have different stats. Talonflame is particularly fast. And so because of that, it's a Pokemon that you, you run a lot of the time to set up Tailwind and to, ch- to try to be faster than your opponent. Because Pokemon that are faster will get an attack off sooner, meaning that you have a higher chance to knock out their Pokemon before they can touch you. And that's really that's really what Pokemon is. It's like Chess where you're trying to take out their pieces before their pieces, take you out period camera up. Was it only good with the mega? I say yes. And I think you probably agree with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, camera up. I mean, yeah, I like the Pokemon. It's cool. I've always liked the theme of it. Unfortunately without mega, it's just not good.
0: No, the stats aren't there. It's four. It's still four times a week to water ground type Pokemon. It's it sucks. Torkoal's great because it was buffed really early on uh, to give it drought, which means that it's fire type moves are boosted in sun water type moves are reduced in sun colossal. Will it exist without Dynamax? This is a new Pokemon that we got in sword and shield that boasted a really impressive rock fire type typing. That was really, really good, like ridiculously good for, uh, you know, what it needed to do when it was dynamaxed which was this ability in sword and shield that made the pokemon really big as a projection of itself giving it 200 hp colossal will it exists without dynamax maybe but you can't get away with the same like self-procking uh cheese that you would with dynamax with dynamax you had extra health to spare when you dynamax it for three turns, for three whole turns, it had all that extra health. So you could afford to to hit it with a move that would proc a weakness policy, that would proc its own ability, right? To yeah. to to boost its speed. So now, new fire type Pokemon that definitely pique our interest are Armourouge and Cerelouge.
1: Close that's enough. A, that's, uh, I don't know. Cer- I don't know how to say it either. Cerulege. All I know is they're their, their psychic fire and ghost fire and they both have flash fire.
0: The ghost uh, ghost fire looks better, obviously, because yep. it beats the psychic fire in terms of typing.
1: Correct. But, it also uh, reminds me of uh chandler. So yep, which which in 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 more ways than one kind of hints to me, especially considering that considering that arcanite's in the game too. We may not have chandler for a while, which has always been a very good flash fire user.
0: <sighs> it's true. Great flash fire user with energy ball and and really just great coverage overall. Trick room. So it'll be interesting to see how these new fire type uh, armored mods are, are able to do. And uh, yeah, that uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Who knows if they'll be legal for competitive. We don't get the official rule set until it's relevant for players to know. So
1: <laughs> sometime December.
0: <laughs> sometime in December, hopefully, because the first event... That I'm planning to go to is the first weekend of January. So yeah, it's not in Dallas. That's weird. No, it's in San Diego, baby. (laughs) And then they're not Uh, even hosting an event in Dallas this year. They're hosting it in another part of Texas nearby.
1: Yeah. Just like, okay. I mean,
0: (laughs) whatever it happens. It works. It works for, for everyone. Okay. Traditional water types. So water type Pokemon are typically always regarded as just like really solid overall in, to- in terms of bulk uh, attack stats and are just like a-, a really great play to have on most teams. Gyarados, Pelipper, and Azumarill are three really solid Pokemon that have seen tons, tons of professional play and competitive play uh, on-, on-, on the battlefield. Gyarados especially. Pelipper... Definitely has in different formats. And Azumarill is a really interesting Pokemon due to its ability, Huge Power, which doubles its attack stat just just because. So if you were to, let's say, self-boost your attack stat to, to max and have the ability, Huge Power, you do a lot of damage, a lot of damage. Palipur is great because it has the ability Drizzle, similar to that of Torkoal. But rather than setting up Sun... It sets up the vice versa, rain. Fun, right? Fun. And then Gyarados is just an overall solid, solid Pokemon. Great move coverage, water flying type uh, with Intimidate. It's got one of the it's best abilities in now. the game. <laughs> it, yeah, it has Power Whip. It's got Stone Edge. It's got Earthquake. It's got Iron Head. It's got uh, ch- uh, Crunch. It's got Waterfall. Fly. Oh, sorry, Bounce, not Fly. Bounce.
1: I mean. <laughs> Close, it's really but. good.
0: It's really good. And so these three Pokémon you can expect to see on on uh on a lot of different teams. Uh one one of them, maybe two of them together. Great synergy when combining a water type Pokémon with another water type Pokémon in rain. It's a very very common thing for people to do. So not not too bad there, not too bad there. Now, for traditional dragon types. <laughs> dragon types are are a controversial topic because of the introduction of fairy types in, uh, in- into the game a few few gens ago. Dragon types were an unstoppable force that have a lot of resists and not a lot of weaknesses. They're weak to ice and they're weak to other dragon types. Now they're weak to fairy types too, but beforehand they really had a good thing going for them because ice types are, are one of the worst types in the game. <laughs> um, and so when it came to either having to be hit by another great dragon or an ice type move... Um, you were feeling pretty good. And so, you know, some of the Pokemon listed here, Dragonite, Salamence, Gudra, Hydreigon, and Noivern, each of which has their own indistinct, like, really good thing about them. Noivern, it's fast, it gets Tailwind. Flying Dragon-type, it's great. Hydreigon, Dark-type, dark Dragon-type, cannot be affected by priority moves, specifically priority status moves, because of its Dark-typing. Goudreau is just a bulky mofo.
1: Yeah, it really it, it, is. It
0: can take anything, and uh, its its abilities are are depending on the format. Gooey is typically really good, uh, but more so in the previous format where Rillaboom was such a great Pokemon, Sap Sipper to basically absorb a grass-type attack was just so much better, but Goudreau didn't really see a lot of play just because the format didn't call for it. Salamence is a, a Pokemon with Intimidate, Dragon Flying. Overall, it's like Gyarados. It's like Gyarados, <laughs> yeah. but it's a Dragon type, so it's a little bit better. And then Dragonite's really cool because it has an ability called Multiscale. It also gets an ability called Inner Focus. Multiscale makes it so that the first attack uh, is is reduced damage to you, and so you take a little bit less than you typically would. Inner Focus is you cannot be faked out, and if you get faked out, you typically are flinched for that turn. The most catastrophic thing for you in a turn is to not be able to get off an attack. And so when an opponent can flinch you and stop you from attacking, that sucks. No, no player likes that. <laughs> so Are Dragon, you gonna like
1: mega Kangaskhan?
0: Not really. What's wrong, Ryan? <laughs> so, you know, for a Pokemon to have inner focus, like uh like Dragonite, it's good. It's really, really good. Now we have new dragons and, and Warren, I've talked a lot here. I'll let you rant about how all the new dragons are apparently now motorcycles.
1: Warren. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I, I looked at it this morning. I looked at it and I've seen it over the past couple weeks. I'm, I'm not a fan of the fact that every dragon is just a motorcycle that can also fly, climb and, and be a motorcycle. They've now successfully combined a Pokemon, a bike, a surfboard and a rock climb. Why? why, why I liked, would you do such a thing
0: i you know i liked having the variability of different pokemon doing different things
1: yeah i too. really
0: really enjoyed that you know it was fun to to have to have specific pokemon or you know in, in pokemon sun and moon they they wanted to ease the mode of transportation for you and so what they did was they simply said we have specific pokemon you ride you just call them up and they come
1: Yeah, it's like Arceus, where instead of a bike, you have the deer, you have Sneasler, you have all that stuff. I am perfectly fine with all that. I like the diversity of having more than one Pokemon. Now we just have a dragon does everything for us.
0: Apparently. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) And yeah, uh, for everyone's curious, does Cyclazar, if that's how you pronounce it, evolve into the two (laughs) cover legendaries? It looks like it does. It looks like it does. I mean, there's no denial. So, we we just kind of have to wait until the game comes out and then we'll see if it's true or not and then you'll people will either freak out or not. Period. End of story. End of story. Okay, this is where it gets really cool. <laughs> Traditional electric type pokemon. Electric type pokemon are typically known to have really high special attack stats. Sometimes really high attack stats. There's not a lot of Pokemon that either resist or are immune to electric type moves. And so generally electric type moves are a pretty safe way to do a lot of damage. Magnezone and Raichu are two really great, fantastic Pokemon, Magnezone more specifically because in 2017 when when the metagame was developing, Magnezone was one of the big electric steel type Pokemon. We could see a return of Magnezone in this upcoming format If the meta conditions present themselves to be favorable for Magnezone. So what I mean by that is that if there aren't a ton of Pokemon that can kill Magnezone with super effective attacks like uh, fire type moves or ground type moves or fighting type moves, Magnezone will be a popular Pokemon because it is very powerful and has pretty good abilities and overall, great coverage moves in order to take out your opponent's pieces before they can take out yours. Raichu is a really fast fake out Pokemon, typically, one of the fastest fake out Pokemon in the game. There are a few others, but we'll have to see what the speed tiers of this game are. Um, you know, in every game, there is one Pokemon that is the fastest out of all the rest, and there is one Pokemon that is the slowest. That is the speed range for the game, and then certain speed tiers are set up in between that that allow you to make decisions on how you should build teams on whether or not you want to build really fast or really slow, or if you want to manipulate the way that those speeds are in different ways, there are ways to do that, too. We're not going to get into it today, but Magnazone and Raichu. Warren, how do you feel about these two electric-type Pokemon?
1: I mean... I love Magnazone. I've always, ever since it came out in Diamond and Pearl, I've always loved Magnazone. I'm I am gonna go out on a limb here and say, just looking at what we know right now at this moment, mid October. Keep in mind, I think Magnazone is gonna see a decent amount of play, at least in early meta.
0: For sure, it's it's a staple. It's really good, and there's no shame in that whatsoever. So. I think it's, I, I agree with you. I think it'll see great play. It's got great coverage moves. I mean, Flash Cannon off of this Pokemon, uh, Thunderbolt, uh, Thunder, whatever you want to do. Not to mention, we haven't even talked about Terastalizing. We'll get there. So every Pokemon game has its own gimmick, right? In, in Scarlet and Violet, essentially, as we see it right now, the gimmick literally will double the double the move power of your Pokemon if it is the same, same typing as your Pokemon. So if you are an electric type Pokemon and you use this gimmick to give yourself an electric type boost, you're basically doing double damage, which in Pokemon is known as super effective damage. So this ability will give you super effective damage against something that may not be super effective, which is really, really, really broken because again, it allows you to take out the opponent's pieces before they can take out yours. That's what matters. Speaking of Pokemon that like to take other Pokemon out, ghost types, Gengar is back. Gengar, you know, is uh, a great, super fast Pokemon, man. I would love to see its mega evolution back one of these days. I think it's really cool.
1: Bring but back Gengar, levitating Gengar.
0: Yeah. Levitating Gengar, they nerfed uh, <laughs> Gengar uh, because they realized that its ability to levitate was too overpowered. And so they gave it, gave it an ability so that it has to sit on the ground and get hit by ground-type moves. Because as we know, Pokemon that are flying or have abilities that make them come off of the ground, like the ability to levitate, are immune to ground-type moves. Fun fact. Gengar is a ghost poison-type that takes super-effective damage from a ground-type move. Because of its poison typing. Driplum is a ghost flying type with Tailwind and an ability called Unburden. And so, if you give Driplum an item and that item gets used, like let's say it loses some health and eats a berry, its speed is now increased quite a bit, sharply, sharply increased. Frostlass is an interesting Pokemon. It sits at the, I want to say the 178 speed tier, as far as we know it before, which means that it actually speeds, it speed ties Raichu, (laughs) super fast ice ghost type Pokemon. In 2017, this was another Pokemon like Magnezone, where it saw some niche play, but for really good reasons, because it was on the faster end of the speed tier spectrum for Pokemon. It had niche things that it could do. And so because of that, it worked. We'll see how it works as a ghost-type Pokemon coming up uh, because we don't know what new moves or abilities will enter into the game that might affect ghost-types. As as we know it right now, ghost-types can't be hit by the move fake-out or normal-type moves because normal-type moves don't affect ghost-type Pokemon and vice versa. Ghost-type moves don't affect normal-type Pokemon. There is an ability called Scrappy that bypasses that rule and there could be more new abilities that also bypass that rule. For some reason, they like to do that—to give the same ability a different name, even though it's the same exact thing.
1: Okay. Ah, uh, yes.
0: Great, great. Now, ground type Pokemon, Warren, take take this away, buddy. Take this away. Okay. All right.
1: All right. So I mean, going just straight down from the top, Mudsdale. Uh, considering the fact that it probably. Safe assumption will still have stamina as it's um, as it's a main ability that's used use yep. defense every time it takes a hit incredibly bulky Pokemon for a mono ground horse. Uh, it saw a lot of play right off the start of sword and shield as well. I'm predicting uh, it's going to come back in the same fashion that I thought that I think Magnazone did in 2017 incredibly bulky able to take a lot of hits and uh, yeah very good physical wall same thing with a uh, crocodile. Which I, I, a little bit of a uh, more niche set, niche pick. Uh, didn't know, see as much popularity, but it still has had its points in uh, in in certain metas where we didn't have access to uh, certain things like Incineroar, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, Crocodile has just always been a very very solid uh, ground dark type. Uh, Hippowdon, one of my favorite ground Pokemon, as as Ryan might remember, <laughs> the legend of Chunk. Um, <laughs> but yeah no Hippowdon's back probably with sandstream uh Monoground. can be argued that it is on the same level as tyranitar but usually tyranitar wins because i mean it's tyranitar and we all love tyranitar
0: true true fairy type pokemon i'll let you talk about this one as well
1: awesome uh my favorite fairy well two of them uh gardevoir maybe it's going to come back uh i I expressed my grievances about not having a lot of uh popularity for gardevoir in uh in all of sword and shield to ryan very early on as um definitely one of my favorite pokemon's hopefully coming back in some fashion so uh so that we i can use it again would make me very happy Hatterene, uh we did see get it start in sword and shield as a trick room setter uh with dynamax without dynamax I'm pretty sure it'll still be used in some way, shape, or form, as it's just a it's a solid Pokemon uh, with mm-hmm. access to things like Mystical Fire and the and, and whatnot like that. Uh, so Hatterene definitely gonna stick around as well. Sylveon, this thing, this ribbon dog, I'm telling you, pixelate, pixie plate, quick attack, all that, all that fun stuff. Sylveon is just ever since it's come out and been in formats even as a niche pick with very few people running it, I feel it's just been incredibly powerful. I mean, Ryan, feel free to disagree with me on that, but I don't know. Anytime I've seen Sylveon, I've never thought, oh, okay, that's easy. I'm always like, okay, no, I actually have to think.
0: No, I agree with you. It's actually a ridiculously powered Pokemon. Fairy types in general really have a big power boost about them. Sylveon is not just powerful in attack, but it's got some 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 chonk to it as well. And because of that, unless you're hitting it with a steel type move directly, this is a really tough Pokemon to just take down. And so players definitely need to plan around what they're going to do with Sylveon, because its ability, Pixelate, changes any normal type move into a fairy type move, which means that powerful normal type moves like Hyper Voice, Hyper Beam, Quick Attack, if it got Giga Impact, Giga Impact. Oh no, I don't think it does. But <laughs> it does um, not. No, <laughs> you, you you see the point, right? It it's very powerful to be able to turn Fairy type, uh, normal type moves, into Fairy type moves. It's that is another thing in its arsenal that you know not every Pokemon can say can do. So it's it's very powerful. Now, speaking of Steel type Pokemon, we have a few Steel type Mons here who are you know traditionally like some of the more sought after Steel types, and this is because. These are Pokémon that have proved themselves in tournaments to be extremely good. And so for the first one and probably one of the most important ones is Scizor. Bug steel type Pokémon four times weak to fire. And so right off the bat you go, "Wow, that that should that should suck." But if you remember, it is really hard to find a good fire type in in Pokémon games in general. So when you're when you're you know battling another team, it's typically not too often that they have more than one Pokemon with a Fire type move, and if they do, it's very niche. Because, for example, if Scizor is dominating a format, then there must be a reason why Pokemon are carrying a Fire type move to to deal with Scizor, and that could be that could be the case with this new Terastalizing ability. The gimmick of Scarlet and Violet, right? You could have it so that the Terra type for all of your Pokemon is Fire. Right, right. If, if you know where the meta is going and you know what you need, every Pokemon can learn any of the 18 Pokemon types in Pokemon. So with that knowledge, it is really a toss-up in what your opponent will be playing. You thought there weren't enough variables in Pokemon already to play this game? Think <laughs> again, motherfuckers. Think again. Every Pokemon has a 1 in 18 chance to have a specific pterotype between six total pokemon and then out of those six you have to pick four of those pokemon to battle with the probability and odds of what people are going to be running is going to be up the freaking wall because in and on one hand you're going to go this is the meta and this is what's popular on the other hand you're going to say but this is how you just tear through all of that right this is, how, this is how a metagame is formed, and that's how you start determining what's popular and what's not popular and, and how people just start experimenting. We don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know if people are going to use this gimmick for attack purposes only. We don't know if they're going to use it for defense purposes only. And we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to the traditional Dark-type Pokemon. Uh, Lucario, continuing on with our Steel-types. Here's a fighting Steel-type with some great abilities as well. Overall, uh it's always nice to have a fighting type pokemon with uh with a good fighting type move to to get what they call stab, same type ability boost. Attack bonus. Attack bonus. Thank you. Same type attack bonus, which is just a little boost to the amount of damage that gets done from a move used by a pokemon with the same typing as the move. Finally, Corviknight. A pokemon brought up in Sword and Shield. It's, uh, it's got an interesting ability mirror armor. So instead of taking an attack drop, uh, it, it, it will mirror it back onto you. And so if you use intimidate on it, it will then intimidate you. It's pretty cool. And so it's very abusive if you have it on your team and your opponent is trying to spam intimidate uh, on, on their side of the field, you're able to just do it right back to them. It's a lot of fun. It's a steel flying type. So it's pretty bulky. And because of that, um, you know it could definitely see some good play it also gets tailwind no shame there no shame there grass type pokemon there isn't a lot here listed at the moment but for the pokemon that are listed jump pluff jump pluff is a, oh, a grass flying pokemon or yeah,
1: grass flying.
0: grass flying pokemon um i actually don't know much about jump pluff warren
1: oh oh yeah you I'd, take I'd over too you take all over. right so puff is a grass flying support Pokemon access to Tailwind, Helping Hand, Sleep Powder, a bunch of other happy support moves. Great. Most importantly, it gets Chlorophyll. Okay. So you ran it along. Typically, you run it in Sun Teams uh, and you just spam. You just spam. Helping so you're Hand, saying you would, you could Powder. run it
0: besides Torkoal, for example. Yeah,
1: you, you can run it next to Torkoal. In history, we've... T- uh, traditionally run it next to primal grout on stuff yep. of that nature to just anything that, where there's sun jump bluff has been there a decent amount of the time of course True. there are always other options but i don't know this has always been one of my favorites and as soon as i saw this and i saw the uh, the drought pokemon i'm like oh boy it's time
0: <laughs> it's coming it's coming now breloom i do know i used this to to much success in 2017 this fighting grass type pokemon it's a rare commodity To have a fighting grass type that's actually pretty good. It's uh, on the slower side of Pokemon. I would classify it more so mid tier in terms of speed. So it sits at the middle of the road. It's not the fastest. It's not the slowest. But you can make it fast or you can make it slow. On top of the fact, it's a pretty good uh, attack Pokemon. In terms of it gets a whole bunch of priority moves. I believe it gets spore or sleep powder as well. It it,
1: it gets spore, yeah. Spore. The hundred percent accurate Which, one.
0: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent accurate spore. I mean, that's pretty big. Like that's that's like a faster Amoongus. And Amoongus is really good. So Breloom can see a lot of great play. It has got I think it has inner focus as its ability as well.
1: I'm checking right now. Yeah,
0: please do. I think I think it has inner focus. I want to say it does.
1: Uh technician.
0: Technician. Oh, sorry. It's technician. <laughs> well, that's even better. Technician yeah. is an ability that powers up moves with 60 power or less. And it has quite a few of those. So, you know, it, it hits hard for the moves that typically don't speaking of Pokemon that hit hard Tyranitar Warren.
1: Oh boy. Uh, Tyranitar. I mean, you know, the traditional sand stream setter, we've had him for a long time now very heavy hitting pokemon uh rock dark type which is at some points very good at some points very bad but generally all around it's bulky it's it has a four times weakness to fighting which is a problem not gonna lie it's been a problem before uh probably still gonna be a problem noticing uh maybe down at the fighting types yeah yeah there aren't that many that i saw but tyranitar it's definitely gonna have its place in um in scarlet and violet as a uh as a as a setup pokemon. I mean, you and I have noticed in the past that weather always seems to dominate the early the early meta of any mm-hmm. game.
0: Yeah. It, I'm
1: just I'm just calling it right now. It's going to be sand, sun and rain all day. Always
0: does, Warren. Weather is always a safe place to start off when team building because it presents a very easy opportunity for team synergy in a way that means that you're able to take out your opponent's pokemon before they can take out yours. Simple as that.
1: Yep. And if we see, if we see something that's a ground type known as Excadrill or something with sand rush of that nature, I mean, just looking at what we know so far, ter- sand is already way ahead of the other, t- of the others.
0: It's true. It's true. On top of that, the terrastalizing gimmick may present an interesting opportunity for a Tyranitar. For example, these fighting type Pokemon below, such as Hariyama, Toxicroak, or Gallade, may try to, let's say, close combat Tyranitar. If you Terrastalize at the beginning of your turn into a ghost type, you are no longer using Terrastalization as a form of attacking, but rather as a form of defense. And so your typing then becomes ghost, meaning that you are immune to fighting type moves because fighting type moves cannot hit ghost types. So this is where this gimmick is another level of big brain activity because it's not just for attacking anymore okay we're we're done with the gimmicks that just focus on doing big damage how about big defense defense can be just as important as attacking yeah so you know we'll have to see the cost analysis of whether or not it's good to to change your typing into something that allows you to live longer but then also has you as a ghost type rather than a a rock dark type there could be ups and downs to that we don't know yet again the game has to come out for us to really get a final say on what's going to happen and what that's going to look like another dark type pokemon that's notable here is weavile it's one of the faster pokemon uh, in the game in fact i think it is the fastest pokemon as far as we know right now on the list that we have today yeah there might it be is. some other yeah so there might be some other pokemon in the game that end up being faster but this is the fastest pokemon on the speed spectrum for this document right now 194 speed i believe is what it maxes out at
1: yeah it's it's 194 it has access to fake out it gets priority moves and it i mean for what it is it hits pretty hard it does. Ice,
0: ice, dark type, four times weak to fighting, weak to fairy, weak to fire. I mean, look, it's weak <laughs> to a lot of stuff, but it does get a lot of great moves and it hits really fast and it can hit really hard. Don't underestimate this Pokemon. As for the fighting type Pokemon on this list, um, Hariyama, big chunky fighting type boy. He's awesome. Looks really cool. Glad to see him back. Toxicroak, fantastic Pokemon has seen play on rain teams because it has an ability called dry skin that allows it to absorb water type moves. Glade, viable without meta, without its mega. I think it can. Yeah, It's going to be tough. Uh, it's not the best without its mega form, but it is a psychic fighting type. It's a pretty good combo right there for for typing. And it's got some pretty good range in terms of what moves it can use. So uh, if you need something like a laid and you, you can fit it on your team, then by all means.
1: Yeah, I mean, even even talking briefly about what it was doing when it did mega, it was mostly used for, you know, wide guard, helping hand, the occasional close combat if you needed to. It okay. really only megaed if you needed, like, you know, the extra, the extra stat boost that it got mm-hmm. from it. It wasn't really much of an attacker.
0: Exactly, exactly. Okay, so Warren, as we go into like VGC analysis here, we kind of take a bunch of the Pokémon that we just talked about for like notable typings and we we kind of see like categorize them into what they exactly do. And so you'll see here you'll you'll see a bunch of Pokémon and maybe a couple we didn't mention in this category known as setup. And for a lot of these Pokémon what they do is they prioritize you getting ahead of your opponent on the field whether that be in terms of your pokemon moving first or preventing your opponent's pokemon from attacking first and so for example for uh, wow for example (laughs) uh for example jump pluff will try to put your opponent's pokemon to sleep versus Talonflame or pelipper might try to set up a tailwind in order to have yourself be faster than your opponent Hatterene. And Bronzong, for example, might try to set up a Trick Room, which will reverse the speed spectrum, where the fastest speeds are now last in priority to move first, whereas the Pokemon that are known to be the slowest Pokemon are now the fastest Pokemon. It's kind of weird how it works, but it's called Trick Room for a reason. It lasts for five turns. It's a great turn one maybe turn two or maybe light game setup in order to sol- uh, solidify a game and put yourself in a winning position once again your end goal is to take out your, poke- po- uh, your opponent's Pokemon before they can take out yours many different places in a battle where that can happen at the beginning the middle or at the very end as we know Warren no battle is over until it is officially over and anything can happen to turn the tide in a moment's notice Pokemon such as Tyranitar, Pelipper, Hapaodon, or even Torkoal are able to set up weather. Weather conditions in Pokemon are known as rain, sand, hail, sun. These weather conditions may affect Pokemon in beneficial or non-beneficial ways and can be used as a strategy for a team to be built around, such as water-type Pokemon building around Pelipper because they know that their water-type moves will be more powerful in rain. Or, Pokemon that have abilities or gain an advantage being in a sandstorm from Tyranitar or H- or Hapodon's abilities may want to build around these two Pokemon, and the same can be said for Jumpluff wanting to build alongside Torkoal with its ability Drought to set the sun. Weather is a great way for early metagames to develop and get started, and then from there we start of sort to so we start uh, to see. Different Pokemon take shape on these teams because you can't just run one gimmick and call it a day. You need to run a co-cohesive team that is preparing you for any team that can be brought against you at any time. These Pokemon are what we call sweepers Pokemon that can come in, do big damage, and you know they might not last on the field for a long time, but you'll know that they're gonna they're gonna get a knockout or two. That's your hope. That's your hope. Maybe they try to set up by using an attack boosting move of some kind. Again, these are Pokemon that you want to send out in, in a moment where you were able to pin your opponent, get some knockouts. It's a good time. Lastly, we have supportive and bulk Pokemon. These Pokemon are known to sit on the field Swallow up hits left and right and be able to heal them off maybe in a a moment's notice because they're holding an item or maybe they have a move that allows them to restore their health or to cure them of some type of status that may not allow them to excel uh, as much as they are used to doing. For example, Toxicroak may be burned, but maybe Toxicroak is holding an item that cures cures it of its burn. A burnt Pokemon typically will do half damage than, than it usually does when it uses an attack-based move. If it cures that burn and is able to use an attack with with full power like it's supposed to, that could turn the tide of a game versus if you are under that status. Warren, thank you for putting together a little bit of this VGC analysis in this document today.
1: There is one swift swimmer that we do have in this, uh, in this Pokedex so far. Yes. It's, it's terrible. And it's Lumineon. Not gold. Absolute. I
0: thought no. gold Oh,
1: I didn't realize Golduck. Okay. We got two and they're all, both. Uh, well, awful. I could
0: be wrong. I could be wrong, <laughs> but gold has seen some play. The only reason why it saw play though, in, in a previous format is because, uh, we had something called Z moves. That was the gimmick of sun and moon where a Pokemon once in a battle could use an over overly powerful attack with a, with a crystal that it would hold. So it, you know, that's why it was good. Otherwise, like you said, pretty bad.
1: It has four more attack, uh, EVs than, um, uh, st- base stats than, um, than Luminian. So maybe, who knows, <laughs> maybe we'll get a real Pokemon though.
0: You know, that's, that's what we're hoping for. And, you know, uh, hopefully next week we can come back and talk about this a little bit more and maybe some other aspects of Pokemon in the meantime, before scarlet and violet gets released until then warren thank you so much for hopping on the esports forever podcast today thank you to all of our viewers uh be sure to drop us a follow subscribe like comment and uh everything in between really until next time my friends we'll see you later we're out